Blossom Your Awesome Podcast, episode number 71. Today on the show, Tracy Brown is here with us, best-selling author of Rescue to Recovery. It is a book about overcoming undiagnosed PTSD. Tracy is a U.S. Coast Guard veteran, motivational speaker, director of rehabilitation, and physiotherapist for over 25 years, specializing in scar tissue therapy. She helps people overcome physical scars, emotional scars, trauma, and works with people to show them how to stop playing small in life. I am so honored and delighted to have Tracy here with us, sharing her wisdom and insights. Tracy, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. I am so excited to be here. I can't wait. Oh, I cannot wait to get into your amazing story. Now, let's start. I know you're a motivational speaker. You do all of this different Mm -hmm. stuff. Let's start with a little bit of your background. Oh, how far back do you want to go? <laughs> well, you know, I know you suffered these really uh, kind of have these life-threatening injuries as a child, mm-hmm. and I'm assuming we're going to get into that, but you know, that has got to do so much with the work you're doing today, right? Yeah, so, it's huge. Yes. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about that. You're a former, you're a veteran, you've done all sorts of things. So give us a little bit of that background and all right. go as far back as you'd like. Well, yeah, the uh, the burns. I was burned when I was eight years old, and uh, it was. This was a long time ago. I'm, I'm I've been around the block a few times. So this is 1969, and they didn't really they didn't have burn centers or anything like that. There was no 911. So uh, you know, I when I talk a lot, I I speak to people, and, I, and it's like imagine you know you're at uh, you're babysitting uh, five kids, and all of a sudden one of them is on fire, and you can't call 911, and so it's it. It was pretty uh, amazing. Our neighbors took me to the hospital. Um, There's three months in the hospital, about three months, somewhere around there, and then 10 years of outpatients. And so that created a lot of scarring, not just physical scarring, but emotional scarring. And so down the line, uh, when I was 21, I joined the United States Coast Guard. And in those days, that was 1983, there weren't a lot of women uh, in the Coast Guard, and there certainly were not a lot of um, opportunities for women to do uh, what I would consider at that time in life fun things, which was uh, I became uh, a crew member on a small boat, and every crew on small boats would uh, designate a swimmer. So whenever you went out, who was, who was going to be the swimmer on the boat? Because uh, they didn't have a swimmer school then. And so they do now. They, they started that in 1985, 86. But uh, we didn't have the benefit of that. So we were doing a lot of uh, rescue operations um, from learning a, in a three-week course. And, you know, it wasn't – I, I speak a lot on trauma and I speak a lot on PTSD because uh, for the last, you know, 40 years, I realized that I was living with and dealing with and navigating life uh, with undiagnosed post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, post-traumatic stress is a normal thing for most people. Every person that has ever experienced trauma goes through post-traumatic stress, the stress that happens after a trauma. What happens is is about 20% of the population goes into what I call a trauma loop, which would be post-traumatic stress disorder. And what happens with a lot of people, sometimes it's just one trauma, but a lot of times traumas build on themselves. They build on each other. And so they, they kind of compound and it gets very confusing. And, and PTSD is, is a very confusing uh, 
thing because you sometimes you just can't pinpoint it. And uh, for the last 25 or so years, I've actually, I, I now work in scar tissue therapy, physical, and through my talks, we talk a lot about emotional scars. And I found that there's a huge correlation. There's a very, very similar way that the body and the mind work when it comes to trauma. The physical body really um, shuts down the minute you have a trauma. You know, you get it. There's an immobility. There's an inability to move. There's pain. And it, so it shuts the body down. Well, the heart does the same kind of a thing. So we might get into that more, but that's kind of a, a progression, if you will, of uh, where I've been in my life in a, in a real small nutshell. <laughs> that was a nutshell. Now, tell me again how old you were when this injury happened. When I was burned, I was eight years old. Oh, wow. Oh, my yeah. God. Okay. So now talk to us. Let's talk about PTSD and yeah. what you found. I mean, at what age? Did you start kind of realizing, hey, you know, this thing really mm-hmm. traumatized me and I need to start kind of doing some work, healing work around this, right? Yeah, that's a that's a great question. And uh, I didn't really think, you know, for probably all my life, I felt as though I didn't react uh, the way that other people did to certain situations, but I never really processed that. I just kind of kept moving. Um, but probably 12 years or so ago, a friend of mine posted on maybe 10 years ago, posted on social medias, 16 characteristics of PTSD. And I had 14 of them. And I was like, Oh, wow. That, okay. That's, that's interesting. And so, you know, I, I always felt that if I opened that can of worms, I probably wouldn't survive. You know, there's this thing that happens with, um, with people in trauma that if there's a fear, almost a fear of opening that, that wound, because you feel like there's almost another death that goes with it. And so I, I filed that information away. And then in 2018, uh, I finally decided that I was going to write a book. Um, I'd been wanting to do it for a lot of years. A friend of mine actually posted and she said, Hey, you know, I, I can help you write a book in 30 days. I'm like 30 days. I've been trying to do this for 40 years. Right. (laughs) So I'm like, sure. I'm in. Um, we started the process in 2018 and I was completely blocked. I couldn't, I couldn't tap into the things that I wanted to write about. So I told my, my, she became my coach and I told her, I said, look, I need to take some time here and, uh, look at some of these reasons why I'm not able to, um, tap in here. So I did a year of therapy at the VA for uh, PTS specifically. And uh, in 2019, I, I wrote my book, my first book. So it was pretty yeah. cool. Wow. And I want to get into that book with you. Now, let me ask you, you know, so I know people who I've had my own traumas as a child. And mm-hmm. I feel like we as children, when we go through this stuff, we kind of we just innately develop this tough exterior, right? And it kind of makes us stronger in some some, some people do, yeah. Right? Okay, yeah. so was that the case for you where it's almost like you just, I mean, life like will present things to us and we have this amazing ability to get through things we would never imagine we could get through? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, it was very interesting. I, my mom, I, I, I tell people, my mom is my first mentor. She was, uh, as a mentor, I mean, she was amazing. And one of the things when I finally got out of the hospital, I went in on December 19th and I came out sometime in uh, February, March, something like that. 
and that the Christmas tree was still up. And so my mom was, was very much into tough love. You know, this was an accident. This is not going to um, mar you for your whole life, basically. And so the Christmas tree was up. There were candles throughout the house. There was a fire in the fireplace. And for dinner, we had fondue. So you had to reach over a flame literally to eat. And I mean, that was probably one of the greatest things that she could have ever done because it, it, you know, at first it, it was very, I was very trepidatious. I was very fearful. And, and she, she literally just in, in great love just said, that was an accident. We're going to move on. And she literally walked me through the whole process of what I was dealing with. Now that didn't, that didn't uh, take away from a lot of the pains that came later but it certainly gave me the impetus to to move forward through those kind of things. And she, I think my mom was very instrumental in allowing me to step into uh, a strength that perhaps I could have stepped back from, you know, otherwise. So I'm very, very thankful for that, that she gave me that wherewithal and she gave me those tools early, early on to actually, you know, go, you know what, rationally look at, at something right? Mm-hmm. Because what happens when we're in, in a trauma, we're in fight, flight, or freeze. That's, it's a natural thing that our, that our psyche does. We either, you know, and it's, it's innate. It's like animals. You freeze because maybe they, the predator won't see you or you run because that's a great thing. Horses, their, their fight, flight is flight. They run or, or, you, or you get ready to fight. You know, you do whatever you got to do. And I think she gave me that pause, that ability to pause and go, let's think about this rationally for a moment. It's not happening now, right? And so you can actually think critically through something. And that's something that I talk a lot about in, in, in some of my speeches. I talk, I give, you know, different tools, how you can calm yourself down if you're getting into this, this you know, fight, flight, or freeze space, whether, whether it be from trauma or whether it be from uh, anger or somebody riles or a car, whatever it is, car accidents, all kinds of things, get us, put us in fight, flight or freeze. And how do we get ourselves into a place where we can think rationally? And how much of this, and that's amazing. Your mother sounds amazing. And I just, she is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that had to have just been the, all the difference right there in the world. Right. I, I believe so. Yes. Wow. And so you have this attitude of, you know, I mean, we're going to get into some of this other stuff, but how do you believe that this kind of exterior, I'm going to get through it, overcoming obstacles, how much of that do you attribute to this experience as a child that you had to overcome? Oh, I think that's a, I think that's a huge part of it. And, and, and the interesting thing is, is it was also a hindrance to healing because my mom taught me that I, I can do anything that I put my mind to. And I believe that. I believe that with everything in me. But trauma is an interesting thing. Um, when you have an injury, a physical injury, uh, let's say it was an ankle or something, they have you do certain exercises because, and for lack of better words, it's almost as though that joint forgets how to do what it does. Because there's there's that that injury to the nerves and all that kind of stuff, and they they almost forget, and that's that's the way I describe it, that they forget how to do what they normally do. So we put you through a lot of different exercises to help it remember, to remind it what it does. Well, trauma does the same thing to the soul, 
you know, I had these amazing things that these tools that my mom gave me, but over time and over with the traumas that, that were after that, I didn't, I wasn't able to implement it. It's like, I forgot that I could do things. And then when I started remembering, it's like, okay, I can, I can do anything I put my mind to. The problem is as a great friend of mine, she's, a, she's also a speaker. We can't see outside of our jar. So I was trying to do a lot of things to heal myself or fix whatever was going on that I thought was wrong, but I couldn't see outside of myself. And one of the things that I, I encourage people these days to do is if you've had trauma, if there's been uh, a pain that, that you think has altered you in some way, um, reach out. Yes, you can read self-help books, as Brene Brown says, nobody really helps themselves, although we can gather a lot of great information. But I, I really encourage people, talk to somebody that you trust and tell them, hey, I'm feeling different. I'm feeling, I don't know what's going on, but something's different. Something's off or I don't feel right. Um, or talk to a professional, but, but talk to somebody because we can get really lost in ourselves. And I was lost for decades and I don't want to see people have to do that. There's no reason for us to have to suffer alone in our confusion or in our pain when there are so many outlets and so many ways that we can really reach out. And one of them simply is find somebody that you trust and talk to. Mm, I love that. That is such great practical advice. Um, you know, now for people who are stuck, you're mm -hmm. just, you've had some obstacle or challenge or struggle and you just are stuck in this yeah. or whatever. What is that advice for those people to kind of just begin to overcome it? You know, one of the things that I did and one of the things that I teach, it's, uh, it sounds really simple, but you know, sometimes it's the simple things that, that help us the most, but what I did is uh, because one of the one of the characteristics of post-traumatic stress is depression. And, and, and I take a pause for a moment. In the last two and a half years, the whole world has experienced a trauma. Every single person on the planet has experienced a trauma with this pandemic. And this is a, an opportune time for us to look at things and say, hey, wait a minute, maybe maybe I can improve where I'm at. Maybe I can maybe I can take a look at some things. And so one of the things that I did, the first thing that I did, because depression, again, is one of those things that that is a characteristic of PTSD trauma. And so exercise, this sounds so simple, but exercise, getting out and walking for 20 minutes or 30 minutes a day or every other day or whenever you can, exercise is eight times more effective against depression than any medication on the market right now. That's a huge number. And I, so I really, I, I learned that and I was like, oh man, okay. So I don't have a lot of money, right. But I can go, I can certainly exercise. I can work. And that was something that was really sustaining for me in life, life healing. So exercise and diet, you know, getting away from foods that are depressing to the body, sugar, you know, keep our sugar intakes down, those kind of things. Um, I, I teach a lot on, on exercise uh, nutrition and sleep. Uh, sleep is another characteristic, lack of sleep, the inability to sleep or to get to sleep or stay asleep or night terrors or nightmares. Those are all characteristics of PTSD. And so I really help. I, I hope to help people balance their, their, their exercise, nutrition and sleep. And those three things got me to a place where I could actually think more clearly and then start seeking help. Mm, I love that. Okay. And now 
So talk to us about the book. The book. The book. I love the title of the book. It's so amazing. Rescue to Recovery. Mm-hmm. And um, it must have been healing for you to write it. Yeah. Yeah, super. Uh, you know, uh, somebody told me once that, because uh, I, I, I was also a lyricist, a poet, and, a, and, you know, I've been writing all my life, but somebody told me a long, long time ago that when you write, whether you're writing a song, whether it's a, you know, a celebrity or something writing a song, um, you're writing it for yourself first. And I, and I always remember that because we do, we, because it's cathartic, it's, it's, it's very healing, it's very, very therapeutic. And so, yeah, that was, it was extremely therapeutic. And the funny thing is that before I did the therapy, I I thought I was going to write a completely different book, which was very interesting, but this is the one that came out. And I truly believe it's like, um, uh, Michelangelo, he has a a thing in, in, in Italy called the prisoners. And he always believed that in these solid rocks of marble, solid, you know, pieces of marble, there was something that was trying to come out. There was a sculpture that was kind of trying to come out. It was a prisoner until you broke away all the the other stone to make it this, this amazing sculpture. And I think, you know, I feel the same way about books and I feel the same way about our stories. Every individual, I think we all have a great story. I think everybody has an amazing story to tell. And I believe that it's really important that they tell those stories because some people are going to listen to me. Some people are going to listen to you, but not everybody, but there are people out there that will listen to somebody out there that has a story that's, that's needed to be heard. And so I, you know, when I sat down to put pen to paper, this is what came out. And it was really my story of my journey of pretty much 40 years, 30 plus years of undiagnosed post-traumatic stress. How, you know, the things that I went through, the things that I was feeling, the things that I was thinking. Um, and, you know, there's stories in there, Coast Guard stories. There's some stories of when I was burned. There's, you know, different, I, I take those stories because I believe that the things that happen to us, we can, we really can learn from them. There are so many great lessons in things that happen to us. And I, I like sharing those because I don't think it was just for me. It was initially, and now I get to share it and hopefully it helps others. Mm, and now what would you say, Tracy, has been the lesson for you in your own story, your own trauma? You know, that is the question. That was the first question that I, I really sat down and answered with my my coach. And it was really, um, my, my message is, you know, it's kind of twofold, but it's stop hiding. You know, I was hiding so much of myself because I wasn't able to express that. I wasn't able to um, really express how I was feeling, the traumas that I had. And I would never tell anybody because why would I, because I knew what it had done to me. And why would I, why would I put that on somebody else? So I would never talk about the pains that I had or the traumas that I had. You know, it was just, it was almost like before, before social media, I was just always putting on the happy face, you know? And it's like, no, no, everything's well. And if it wasn't, I just wouldn't go out. Mm-hmm. And so my world became smaller. And that's the second part of it. Stop hiding. And, and, and you know what? There is a dis-ease. That's my signature speech on Amazon Prime. The dis-ease of playing small. When we're not doing the things that we know that is in us to do or the things that it's like, God, I just, I, I so want to do that. I need to do that. There is a discomfort when we don't do it. And so, you know, my message is really, it's like, show yourself, stop hiding and, and play as big as you possibly can. And if you can't find out why you can't. 
Mm, I love that. So I can't wait to get into this part of this <laughs> with you. But, you know, really quick, talking about PTSD. Mm-hmm. So do people, so many people just kind of live with it, may not even know they have it, right? Or it's yeah. their own diagnosis for it, or we just bury things. And then, like you said, it's just yeah. layered upon the other. But can you actually, do people actually overcome PTSD? Like, can you actually overcome it completely? Um, you know, that's a really great, great question. I know that the, uh, when I went through therapy at the VA, I think one of the greatest things that, that they gave us was tools. You know, it's like, it's like anything, any great loss or anything that happens to us. I don't, I don't know if getting over it is the term that we would use, but, but you get through it and, and, and if all goes well, you get through it with some great tools on the other side. So when certain things might trigger or might, uh, might, you know, affect you, you have a tool to deal with it. And that's one of the things that, you know, they gave us a lot of great definitions and tools. And I think that it was one of the greatest gifts, uh, because I was, uh, I didn't have those tools. I didn't, I didn't know how to deal with things. So I just shut down. I would shut down and until I, I could function again. Problem is that I was self-employed most of my life. So it's one of those things that's like, you better get up and get on with it. And I think, I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of people don't deal with trauma is because especially these days, I mean, we're all just, we're, we're hustling. You know, everybody's just, we're just moving, moving, moving because we've got to keep moving in, in order to keep up. And stay on top of things. And so, you know, there's this thing in our mind that, oh my gosh, if I do therapy, I'm going to have to shut all that down and I won't be able to function. I won't be able to pay my bills. This is what went through my head. You know, I'm not going to be able to, you know, function in society. I won't be a functioning person in society. So I can't look at those things right now because it's never really a good time to look at stuff like that. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but it's, it's always a great time because, you know, if, if, if you find a great place, and, and if, if there's any veterans listening to this, the VA is there for you no matter what, whether you think it or not, they are. Because I was told in 1989 that, that I was not in their system, that I had no benefits, and that they were just pretty dysfunctional then. Well, come to find out, every single person that has ever served their country has benefits. So that was one thing that I was like, oh, you just, I just have to jump through a, suit, a few hoops. Once I did that, it was like, oh, well, look at here. I'm in the VA. Um, so uh, I think, I don't think we get over it. I think we get through it because it, it's always going to be a part of our life, which, it, which is not necessarily a bad thing. I mean, I look, at, I look at my life now. Had I not had those traumas, I would never be able to share the things that I share. I would never be able to help the people that I've helped. And I'm so very thankful for that. Mm, I love that, Tracy. So now let's talk about this notion of playing small versus Mm -hmm. not playing small. I love this, um, you know, I love it, uh, disease versus dis-ease, right? That just Mm -hmm. means so profoundly. So do you believe that those who are, does everyone have a bigger game they should be playing? I mean, people who are playing small are hindering themselves in some way, right? Because there's something greater they could be doing. Well, and and here's the caveat. The caveat is if there's discomfort, you know, I, I know there, 
I, I love the fact that I've got people in my life that they are, they are just beyond happy with right where they are. And that's awesome. And, and, and there's no discomfort. There's no disease. They're, they're just, and, and that's amazing. I know for me, I had other things that I needed. I knew I needed to do. I, I knew that I, 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 there was a book in me to write. I knew that. I knew that there were things that things that I had been through in my life that I was, I, I'm here to share those because I think they can help others. There's, there's something in me that just desires to help. You know, I think it's something my mom used to tell me when I was little, I used to say, what can I do to help? You know, it's just the, the little person in us usually grows up to be the big person in us. Right. And we're just always that little person. Um, so I don't, I don't know that everybody has discomfort, but my, my, my question to you is if there is, discomfort if there is a dis-ease in where you're at right now because you're not doing something that you know that you are to do then how do we get to that how do we get to that place and i don't know that everybody has that dis- discomfort but i know that there are those that do and when you feel that okay how do let's move forward let's 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 break this prisoner out of this marble and, and see what sculpture there sculpture there is to present to the world mm, and now this idea of a discomfort there. So really we should be looking deeper for those people who are feeling that, right? Is it yeah. security? It's a series of things, right? It's potentially trauma we're holding. It's fear. It's mm-hmm. whatever. Yeah. You know, and, and for me, you know, my grandmother, God bless her, um, you know, and I was 14. So we're going back a lot of years. I, I remember a conversation that she and I had and, and she's like, what do you really, what do you want to do when you grow up? You know, what do you really want to do? And I said, really? Because, you know, when you're that age, you really want to make sure somebody is interested. You know, I'm like, really, really? And she's like, really? And I'm like, okay, I want to be a writer. And she, in her love and her care and her fear and her fear, she said, oh, you'll starve. What do you really want to do? Mm. And that shut me down for years because my grandmother was everything. I mean, she was like my best friend as a kid. And it's like, oh, I'll starve. So I can't do that, even though that was that was something in me to do, mm-hmm. you know. So so you know, sometimes it's a person that has shut us down. Sometimes sometimes somebody put a suggestion, that little thing in the back of our head, that eh, I probably shouldn't do that because I'm going to starve. I mean, you know, that's life threatening. So so in our in our minds, how we how we mix things up, and so. Um, you know, it could be something as simple as that. Somebody basically making a suggestion to you because the brain really functions well on suggestions. I, I talk a lot about that too, but, um, you know, it, it grasps onto a suggestion. And so uh, to break out of those things, it is that, that what you're saying, it's that deep diving in a little deeper, take a look inside and say, you know, what is it? And, and one of the things that I do in all my speeches that I end every one of every one of them with, no matter where we are in life, the great question to answer is, what do I want? You know, what do I want and what am I willing to do to get there legally, ethically and morally? Right. But but what do I really want? Because I'm telling you, that thing that you really, really want, that deep thing, that motivational gift that's in you is there for a reason. hmm. And now talk to us about personal discovery. This kind of is, mm-hmm. you know, just another, you know, flip side of this coin, right? That you're talking about figuring out what it is I want to do. So where can one kind of start with that? Because I find, you know, everyone, I think, and maybe not everyone laying that out as a blanket statement, but mm-hmm. 
people do have things they love and passions, but Mm -hmm. struggle with what is it I really want to do? So how does one find themselves or figure that out? Yeah, that's a great question. What what I have people do, it's, it's the, they, they call it seven, seven wise deep. W H Y seven Y's deep. And so it's like, what do I want? Well, I used to work a lot with people with weight loss. And so somebody say, Oh, I want to get in a bikini. Okay. Well, why? Or I want to lose weight. Okay. Why? Well, I want to be able to get in a bikini. Well, why? You know, well, because then I'll look at, well, why? Well, because then I'll feel good. Oh, you know, the deeper you go into your why of what you want to do is really going to get to the core of what it is that you want. And so you know, I'm, I'm constantly asking people, you know, take different sections, take business, take your, take your relationships, take your fun or your leisure time, take your health. And each one of those, you know, take a piece of paper. And, and here's the thing, this takes time. I, I really encourage people to take time to sit with yourself and figure out what you want, because when you really know what you want, yeses and nos become very easy. When I know what I really, really want, where I'm going in my life, I can get a lot of opportunities, but I can say no to the ones that I really don't want because it's easy because that's not what I want. But you have to know what you want in order to say no to the things that you don't want. Otherwise, you're going to say yes to a lot of things or you're going to say no to a lot of things that you might have wanted to say yes to. So getting to know you, understanding what it is that you want is really imperative to a full life in my estimation. You know, some people might contradict that, but in my, in my world, in my estimation, understanding what I really want in my relationships and my health and my business and my fun, uh, those are important to me because it makes me, it helps me to make a better decision for me and a happier life, you know? That is beautiful. Now talk to us about emotional scarring. Mm. something I know with the work you're doing a lot of times I'm I know with the physical scarring obviously there's emotional scarring right mm-hmm. yeah people that's just I think something that a lot of us have some right. sense of or form of that so what is some advice to those people who are kind of carrying some emotional baggage or turmoil well <clears throat> one of the things is uh, you know if you know it um, don't hesitate to reach out. There are so many, there's, there are many, many places online and, and I don't have them on the top of my head. <clears throat> I've got a few places in the book. <clears throat> Forgive me. I got a little frog in my throat, but, um, there are great places to, to, to get support. Uh, like I said, if you're a VA, uh, get VA support. I'm going to clear my throat real quick. So I'm going to put me on mute for a sec. There we go. Um, so, uh, you know, being diligent to find out where you can get uh, guidance, because like my friend uh, Carol says, you know, it's really hard to see outside of our own jar. We can't read our own label if we're in our own jar. Right. And so if you if you know it, uh, reach out, find somebody that you trust. If you don't know it, pay attention to yourself. That's what I, I started doing early on. It's just like I started noticing that, you know, I started observing observing other people and how they reacted in certain situations. Um, you know, I, I, I used to have friends that they said that I had no fear because I, I would do that like crazy daredevil kind of things, you know, um, Coast Guard, I jumped out of boats and, and all kinds of fun stuff. And, 
as a kid, I jumped out off a of cliffs into water because it was just, you know, I was, I was a thrill seeker. And back then adrenaline junkie wasn't really vernacular, but it is now. And I was a total adrenaline junkie, but part of it was because I was trying to get a reaction from a very dull emotional space that I was in mm-hmm. because I would, I wouldn't allow myself to feel because, ah, that was just bad. You know, feeling was bad in my mind. And so, you know, getting to a place where you can actually express a safe place where you can express your pains, I, I believe is a huge, uh, a huge step forward. So if you know that you have uh, emotional scars, what I call the, 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 um, the insults to our soul, if, if we can, if we can express those to somebody, that's, that's a big part of healing. Mm, that is beautiful. I love that advice. Now talk to us about women who boss up. Oh, women who boss up. I love these women. This was uh, my writing coach uh, put this together. This was uh, my second book, but it was a collaboration with uh, 12 other artists or writers. And it was, uh, it's an amazing group of women there. They have a group on Facebook and they have all kinds of great things going on summits and stuff. Um, But it's, it's, Basically, the the book that that we wrote that I collaborated on because she has a series of books, women that boss up uh, in different uh, arenas. Ours was women who boss up in in uh, lifestyles, uh, creating the lifestyle that you love, in health and wealth and whatnot. And uh, <clears throat> it's it's basically women who boss up. It's a place of encouraging other women <clears throat> to step into the power, to step into you know, that, that place that if they've been playing small, that's stepping into that playing big and it's playing bigger and it's a really great support place. It's a place with women that are, are all in the process of, uh, you know, movers and shakers, really people that are, that are about something they're, they're, they're moving towards into something and, and something big, something they're bossing up into. And it's a great, it's a great uh, phrase, you know, I'm just bossing up. And it's, it's kind of, you know, the other one is, you know, pull up your big girl pants and go and do it, you know, figure it out and do it, boss up. And, and it's really a very cool, uh, supportive place. I highly encourage people find them on Facebook. They're a great group women who boss up. Um, uh, Tam Luck is the head of it. T-A-M-L-U-C. She's an amazing human being. She was my uh, writing coach and, uh, it's just a wonderful space for women to get together and be encouraged and, and, and gently and lovingly pushed forward into their, into their greatness. Mm, I love that. Now, Tracy, what is your advice to women who want to boss up, but are scared to boss up or, you know, just don't know where to start. I mean, other than the group, but right. Just day-to-day practical guidance. Um, gosh, everyday practical guidance to bossing up. You know, when, when, when you see a challenge, uh, step into it, don't step back from it. It's, it's kind of, and, and if you have to stand and observe it for a moment, that's all right. You know, take a look at it, observe it, sum it up, suss it out, whatever you got to do, but step in, you know, my encouragement is that, that, uh, and these days I'm in a place I'm, I'm, I'm just saying, yes, you know, say yes. That would be my great encouragement. Say yes and figure it out. You know, even if you don't know what you're doing in it, just say yes, you'll figure it out. You know, if it's something that you really want to do, don't be saying yes to things that you don't want to do. But, you know, that goes back to, you know, figuring out what you want, right? If I want something, I'm going to say yes. It might scare the crap out of me, 
but I'm going to go do it because that's, that's going to, that's going to move me forward in the things that I, that I truly am about doing. And, you know, that's these po- podcast, every podcast that comes up, I'm like, yes, I want to, I want to talk. I want to get to know the host. I want to get to know people. You know, I want to be a part of this. I want I, I want to be a participant in my life. And I think when I had PTSD, I was not participating. I was observing. And so being a participant in your life means saying, yeah, I'm going to go for it. And, and I'm telling you, there is so much joy, so much life and, and happiness and so many great things in stepping into these things that you really want to do. And, and I'm, I want to encourage people, yes, do the things you want to do because you are, you are serving society in a greater capacity when you know who you are and you know what you want and you go for it. And there's no selfishness in that. That is absolutely the greatest gift that you can give is, is giving who you are, but being present and doing it. Mm, I love that. Now, what do you, you have such a great positive attitude. I'm feeling so inspired just by <laughs> talking with you. What do you attribute that to? Uh, you know, it goes, probably goes back to my mom. She really, she really, I tell people she created a, 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 a hopeful optimist. She created this, uh, the glass is always half full and actually it's not even half full. It's just refillable. You know, the, you can just, just keep, just go refill it. You know, if it gets low, fill it up. Um, uh, I, I believe that I I've been, that was a gift, uh, a gift from my God, from God and gift from my mom, you know, that, that I've always been, you know, I'll, I'll make it, I'll be okay. You know, and, and just, I, I don't know. It's a gift, I guess. <laughs> mm, I love that. Um, now, Tracy, okay, so in closing, a couple of things. One, you have been amazing, and oh. I just uh, love everything you have shared here, and I know people are going to have so many great takeaways. So oh, thank you. you. Yeah, thank you so much for your time today. It's just, I'm so honored and um, inspired. So, and secondly, in closing, mm-hmm. if there were one message, I know you kind of just said something really powerful, and that would have been a perfect <laughs> place to close when I had a <laughs> But um, if there were one message that you'd want to leave us with, just some words of wisdom, your hope for the world, what is that message that you'd like to leave us with? You know, I, I, I would really like, I would love it if people would take a little bit more time to literally look inward and, and, and be kinder, be kinder to yourself so looking at yourself and looking at the things and, and, and speaking more kindly to yourself, because our words to ourselves are hugely powerful. What somebody says about me is one thing. What I say about me is huge, right? That's, that's T. Harv Eker. So, so if we take the time to really figure out who we are and what we want and be nice in the process to ourselves, I really believe that we will actually be more uh, attentive, more kind, and more empathetic to others. Because we're all going through stuff. Every single human being is going through something. You know, yeah, I might say things like buck up or boss up, but but we have to look inward before we can do those things. We've got to tap into who we are and find out how we function. And in doing that, I think we become kinder and, and more empathetic people. I know I became a much, much gentler soul because I, I was able to be kinder to myself because of my traumas. 
Mm, I love that. Tracy, you've been so awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much. I, this what a, what a beautiful space. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate it so much. Oh, you've been wonderful. Thank you.